Do you have any hobbies? I collect spores, molds, and fungus. I bet you like to read a lot, too. Print is dead. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. What's good, Ghost Head? You are listening to me, Ecto Crank, on the first ever episode of Print is Dead, a Ghostbusters podcast. Now, if you get that reference, you're in the right place. If you don't get the first half, I know you understand the second. A Ghostbusters podcast, it is exactly what it says on the tin. We're going to be talking Ghostbusters news, we're going to be talking Ghostbusters movies, we're going to be talking Ghostbusters TV shows, we're going to be talking Ghostbusters video games, we're going to be talking Ghostbusters comic books, we're going to be talking about Ghostbusters merch. If it's got a No Ghost logo on it, I'm probably going to talk about it. But the main thing, the main objective of Print is Dead is to talk about you, the Ghostbusters fans. You guys make this fandom what it is. You guys have allowed people like me to do things I never thought I would ever get to do. I've met people I never thought I'd ever get to meet. I've gone places I never thought I'd get to go. And that's because the Ghostbusters fan community supports me. And there are so many awesome people in this community. So many great franchises doing really awesome work. So many creatives just producing phenomenal stuff that makes me feel so untalented. I should just take my cap and shades and head on home. There are so many of you out there with so much to give, so much to offer. And I just want to shine a spotlight on you guys. Share some love, send some love your way. So I'm going to be talking about you. I'm going to be talking with you. I'm going to be talking to you. I'm going to be talking at you. I want the main focus of Print is Dare to be the Ghostbusters community. And for me personally, I felt there was no better way to kick this off, no better person to kick this off than my first guest. He's an artist who's probably drawn you, your mother, your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your aunties, uncles, grandparents, and even your pets. He's been around for a long time in this community. He founded the second oldest Ghostbusters franchise in the United Kingdom. He is my fellow Essex Ghostbuster, Richie Crypt. He's going to be here a little bit later on. But before that, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what this podcast is going to be about. This is Jennifer Runyon, and you're listening to Print is Dead. Now, like I said, I want to have a member of this community on each and every episode. I want to talk to people from all around the world. Alongside that, I want to cover all the news, all the events, all the releases going on in the Ghostbusters fan community. It feels like every other day there is something happening with you guys, whether it's groups doing conventions, events or fundraisers, whether it's creatives releasing merchandise you can pay for, whether it's creatives releasing merchandise you can get for free. There's always something going on. And I often feel like not enough people have eyes and ears on the things happening in this community. So if you are a creative, if you have a store, if you are a franchise and you are doing something and you need to signal boost, hit me up, info at ectocrank.com. Send me your group name, send me your name, send me your store name, send me all your socials, all the details of whatever it is you want to promote. Now do it right here on the show. And don't be scared, don't be nervous. Don't think that your thing isn't important enough to promote. If you're in this community and you're doing something Ghostbusters, I want to hear about it. I think far too often people just post something on social media and hope that the word will get around. And that's unfortunately just not how social media works. You want that little bit of extra signal boost. Hit me up, info at ectocrank.com. Send me all the information on what it is you've got to promote, whatever it is your group's doing, whatever it is you're releasing, whatever's coming up, I want to know about it so we can promote it, so we can talk about it here on the show and we can get people in the community talking about it. We can get people in the community supporting each other's events, supporting each other's releases, supporting each other's projects because this community at times can be kind of divisive 
But I think we can all agree that it's been proven time and time again that when we come together, when we work together, great things happen. But that doesn't happen unless we come together. So I am offering the space. All you have to do is come to me. Hey there, fellow ghost heads. This is Mark from the Worcester Ghostbusters and also Ghostbusters Supplies. Be sure to check us out if you're looking for parts and supplies on your next Ghostbusters prop or costume project. Now, like I said, this is a Ghostbusters podcast, so of course we'll be talking about the news. But the one thing a lot of people have said to me is that they want more UK-centric news, especially when it comes to merchandise. Now, here's the thing. If something comes out in the UK, you can be guaranteed that America are going to get it. You can be guaranteed that Canada are going to be getting it. You can guarantee that Europe are going to be getting it, but it's very rarely the other way around. If the US and Canada get something, it's a throw of a dice as to whether or not the UK will hear it, and certainly Europe after that. So I am going to be focusing my news on UK releases because there is, as I have yet to see anywhere, that really just comprehensively brings together all of the UK merchandise news. So I'm going to take a shot at that and be try and be your one-stop shop for all things UK news. And like I said, if I'm talking about something coming out in the UK, unless I say specifically this is UK only, US fans listening, Canadian fans listening, y'all guys can just assume you're going to get it. Because you guys get everything and we just get some things. So it's, it's all loved, it all goes to heads all around the world, but it's time we dedicate a little bit of time to us here in the UK and Europe. Now, speaking of the UK, speaking of UK releases, speaking of events, conventions, stuff like that, I can't sit here on the first episode of my Ghostbusters podcast and not talk about Ecto events. I know some of y'all been wanting some information about EctoCon 2, but before that, first, let me just say again a huge, huge thank you to everyone in this community who supported the first ExoCon event. And there, we had some ups and downs. There's there's no two ways about it. We had some ups and downs with that thing. There were moments, especially the night before, where we thought that that event wasn't going to happen. A last minute change of venue really flipped everything on its head. And we, you know, we nearly lost that event, but we managed to pull it together. I know it wasn't uh, an ideal location by any stretch of the imagination, but unless y'all were being nice, everyone I spoke to was smiling. Everyone I spoke to seemed to have a great time. I know the charity were really happy, the guests were really happy, and I honestly walked away from it. It was either going to go one way or the other for me. I know that the, all the Ghostbusters of Scotland were very much there. They wanted to do one event and then they were done, but for me, it was like, if, if we can make this thing a success, I would love to make this a regular event. And the positivity, the wave of positivity that came off the back of this event just left me itching to do another one so i announced this already but just in case you missed it ectocon 2 is planned for summer 2024 in my hometown of colchester in essex i don't have any more details for you right now we're still about you know just under two years away from summer 2024 so i don't have a great deal of details for you right now but alongside the social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Ecto Events, I'll be bringing you as much information as and when it becomes available right here on Print is Dead. So keep your ears peeled for that, and hopefully I'll see each and every one of you in Colchester in 2024 for the 40th anniversary celebration of Ghostbusters. Let that sink in for a second. 40 years of Ghostbusters. That's insane. And we're going to celebrate upright. We're going to get everybody in the UK together, or as many of you as I can get into that room. And we're going to celebrate Ghostbusters. We're going to do it right. ExoCon 2, summer 2024. Hey, this is Pablo, writer and illustrator of Call the Ghostbusters, a fan comic, wishing everyone at the Print is Dead podcast and its listeners a fantastic first episode. So let's jump into a little bit of news, which is conveniently also merchandise. I'm talking Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. 
at the time of recording this, some of you have even had a chance to play this game. I know that Ilfonic have been doing a couple of uh, events in Europe, I believe. I think I saw Ghostbusters Germany recently playing this game, looking like they were enjoying themselves. This game looks like a lot of fun. I'm not a massive gamer. Like a lot of people have messaged me. I'm like, Crank, what's your gamer tag? Like, we got, we got to play this one. And I'll be real with you. I'll be stone cold honest with you. I have a PS3, and that is it. Like I was playing Ghostbusters the other day on the PS2. I'm not, a, I'm not a big gamer. I got a PS4 when Spider-Man came out. I played that, and I played Batman. But there just, there wasn't really anything else that I, that I wanted to play. So I, I sold my PS4. And I now, I now don't have one, and there's not been a game since that has, has gotten me hyped enough to even think about playing, uh, even think about buying a console again. But seeing this one, this is this has got me feeling like I might need to, I might need to crack the wallet open and pick myself up a console because four versus one, and oh, and five people getting to play as well. It's not even like four of us versus the computer, four of us versus someone else, multiplayer. And it's cross-play as well, so it doesn't even matter what console we got, we can all play together. Like the idea of, of, of franchises setting up groups together, like four-person groups. I, I want an Essex Ghostbusters franchise on this thing straight away. But at the same time, I want to jump in and be Slimer. I think as exciting as it's going to be to team up and be Ghostbusters, I've got to believe that each and every one of you is excited about being a ghost because we've never had that opportunity before in a game to play as a ghost. And not just any ghost, you can play as Slimer. How cool is that? And if that weren't enough, Dan Aykroyd, he coming back. Only Hudson, my dude, Winston Zeddemore is going to be in it. It's so cool. We're going to get to see, like, the firehouse and Razor Colt. Razor Colt's never been in anything, unless I'm mistaken. Other than the, the Lego Dimensions game, where there was... It was Razor Colt, but it didn't look anything like Razor Colt from the movie. But that was, the, like, the only time we've ever really seen Razor Colt anywhere. Like, how cool is it going to be if you, can, if you can go in there, if you can do a bust in there? That would be awesome. And they're talking about story component for this thing as well, because you can play offline. You can play versus five, uh, four versus one with yourself and five AIs. So maybe there's, there's going to be a story mode or like story elements to this thing as well. Imagine we get to team up with Winston and Ray. Like, how cool would that be? And what about the guys from Afterlife? You know, we're going to get McKenna Grace on this. We're going to get Phoebe Spengler putting the flight suit back on again. Nah, that would be cool. Paul Rudd, he could be in this thing. They could get people from Ghostbusters too. Like, there are so many possibilities. If if Elfonic are going to dig into this and really make this a, a big deal, there is so much they can do with this thing. I think Ghostbusters lends itself to a, an online game really, really well. And I say I'm not a big gamer. And somebody, one of my friends, asked me recently. He's like, "Yo, if you, if you need content for your Instagram, you know, me and the boys will jump on and we'll we'll cross play and we'll help you get some content." And I responded to him. I was like, "I'm not really bothered. Like, I I know a little bit about it, and I'm I just I'm not really." not really feeling it. I don't know if I care because it's, it's a video game and I don't really play video games that much and then when preparing for this show I was like right I need to look into this thing I need to see what it's all about and the more I have read about it the more I have seen the more I have heard the more I'm like yeah I might need to get myself a controller I might need to get in on this it's been a while since I picked up the PKE meter and they got the RTV trap like the moment I saw that, I was like, okay, now you got my attention. Now, RTV, I can play as the RTV. I don't have an RTV. I would love an RTV. If someone out there is building screen-accurate RTVs, by the way, hit me up because I would love, I would love to own an RTV. The Ghost Trap, as many of you will know, the Ghost Trap is my favorite piece of Ghostbusting equipment, and I love remote control cars. So when they combine those two things together, I just, I died and went to Ghostbusting heaven. So to play as the RTV, to be Slimer and to play as the RTV, or to play with the RTV. Honestly, those two things 
that was enough for me. I was like, okay, you had me at RTV, but you really had me when you said I could be Slimer. I, I, I'm genuinely, I am stoked for this thing. I just need to get myself a PS4 and, and get on it. I got a bit of time. This thing's not out until October the 18th. It's coming out on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series XS, and it's cross-play across everything. So we can put them console wars, them tired old console wars, to one side, and we can just team up Ghostbusters, Ghosts. That's going to be so much fun. There's a ton of pre-orders for this thing as well, whether you go digital, physical, standard edition, collector's edition. They've got Slimer, a custom particle thrower, proton pack, and special clothing colorways on the digital release, which, by the way, my hope is that I can have the black flight suit. I was talking about earlier, talking about one of the Ghost, Essex Ghostbusters group. If we could do an all black flight suit, that would be awesome. I'll give myself the cap and give myself some shades. I'll be all up in this thing. Uh, the physical version comes with the Basher Ghost, rare collectible ectoplasm skin, the RTV trap kit, and a special PKE meter. You can get two physical editions of this as well, which I know. And I can try and sell you on the digitals, but I know you guys are going to be wanting those physical copies. Now, the standard is the Basher Ghost, Rare Collectible, Ectoplasm, RTV, etc., etc. And the Collector's Edition, we don't know what's going to be in this one yet, but one would assume everything in the digital, everything in the standard edition will all be included in the collectors. And you're going to, you're going to, you've got to believe there's going to be something else in there. There's going to be something a little bit special because the price point's like, it's like $60. That's going to be about 60 quid over here. Like you have to throw in just a little bit of some extra for people to drop that kind of money. But but Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, October 18th, cross-play, RTVs, Slimers, custom colorway flight suits, PK meters, traps, Razor Colt, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson. You did it. Elfa props to Elphonic. Shouts to Elphonic. You took a guy who doesn't really care about video games and made him super stoked for a video game. Ghostbusters Unleashed, October 18th. Hey, this is Jamie from Cleaning Up the Town, and you're listening to the Print is Dead podcast. Keeping with Ghostbusters merch news, and like I said at the beginning of the show, centering in on stuff that's available in the UK. Like I said, just assume this is available everywhere else. None of this is UK exclusive, but this is stuff that is definitely available in the UK. And it's September. That means people are going to be thinking about Halloween costumes. If you don't have a Ghostbusters costume, you don't have the flight suit, so you don't have any of the gear, there is so much stuff available. Fun.co.uk have gone all out with the Ghostbusters costumes. It is insane. In 2022, check this list. In 2022, you can dress up. If you're a guy, you can have GB1 and GB2 flight suits. A Ghostbusters 2 flight suit is available to buy officially licensed in 2022 it is that's a beautiful thing right there i say if you're a guy like girls can wear those ones too those are those are unisex they're builders men's but they're unisex although they do have two specific women's costumes which i assume the fit is probably is probably more feminine they're billed as women's costumes you can get gb84 and answer the call now say what you will about that movie the fact that in 2022 my wife and i could walk into a costume shop and i could walk out with a ghostbusters 2 flight suit and she could walk out with an answer the call flight suit yes she does like that movie and not even just that we don't even have to go as your stereotypical ghostbusters nowadays they got slimer stay puffed Tully, Zool, Goza, the No Ghost logo. There are so many Ghostbusters costumes. It's insane. Like it's a good time to be alive. Now all of those by the Zool are available now. The Zool is due to drop some point in September. But yeah, they start at like it's like four. I think it's like 40, 45 pounds for the adults' costumes, and they go up in price. Obviously, the more stuff you have, the more bells and whistles, the more the better quality the costume. 
but you could do family costumes too. Actually, no, before that, before that, one of the best things about all of this, one of the best things about these costumes is finally, they have given women the option to dress as something more than just the sexy version of a character. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong, don't get my words twisted. There's nothing wrong with that. You want to be sexy, stay puffed. You have at it. You do you, and I'm all for supporting that. But there are a lot of women out there who want that screen accurate or that close to screen accurate. So to finally be able to have the option of Ghostbusters 1 in sexy or in screen accurate is a, is a beautiful thing. Like, yeah, my wife, she got one. She got one of the screen accurate ones, and she loves it. Like, it's amazing. It's a really, it's really, really cool. But yeah, family costumes. They do loads of stuff for kids as well. You can get GB1 for the kids. You can get Slimer. You can get Stay Puffed. You can get Moogly. And they start at like 25 quid, 25 pounds for your kid's costume. And then like 40, 45 pounds for adults. You spend 130, 140 quid, family of four, all dressed as Ghostbusters for Halloween. That's a beautiful thing. All right here in the UK. Every single thing I've talked about is out now with the exception of Zool which is available for pre-order, should be out sometime in September, and you can buy them all from fun.co.uk. This is Tim Laddie, half artist, half amazing, and you are listening to Prince is Dead Podcast with my boy Ecto Crank. This next bit of merch news is not new. The pre-order came out a few weeks ago, but I'm really excited for it because, I mean, it glows in the dark, and anyone who knows me knows I will buy anything that glows in the dark, especially if it's Ghostbusters. But that's the Tubbs Limited Edition Glow in the Dark Slimer Cosplay Duck now, if you've got any of the tubs so far, if you don't know what those are, they're basically rubber ducks that look like different different people from movies. So they did like Back to the Future, they've done, and they've done like Ghostbusters, Star Wars and stuff like that. The, the Winston duck, a lot of y'all sent me that picture when they released that, has got a little moustache on the end of his beak. It's, it's kind of funny because it looks kind of weird, but at the same time, it's Winston. And we got a Winston duck and that's amazing. I'm never going to turn my nose or my beak up at Winston Zeddemore merchandise. But the Cos ducks are, it's the, just a standard duck and it looks like he's wearing the costume. And this glow-in-the-dark one, Cos duck, is of Slimer. So you've got the little rubber duck and it looks like he's wearing a Slimer costume. And that Slimer costume glows in the dark. And the packaging, the duck comes in a bathtub. I mean, at this point, if I haven't sold it to you by now, I'm never going to, but that's the Ghostbusters limited edition Cos duck Slimer glow-in-the-dark figure from Just Geek. Also, while you're over there, Just Geek are doing three for two on all their enamel pins right now. They've got some really nice Ghostbusters Afterlife pins, so check those out as well. Three for two, justgeek.co.uk. Got a couple bits from Amazon. I've got 45% off running presses PKE meter. That's the little one like you know, that you have it on your desk. It's the little one, lights and sounds. They did uh, an ATC Proton Packer a few years back and they recently released a Ghost Trap. But these things are normally 10, 11, 12 pounds a piece. And the PKE on Amazon UK right now, 45% off. I picked one up the other day for a competition. I've got coming up five pounds. The only time you're ever going to be able to buy a lights and sounds PKE meter for a fiver. So check that out, amazon.co.uk. A pre-order on Amazon as well is Ghostbusters, the official cookbook by Jenny Fujikawa. From big city bites to small town tastes, feed your interdimensional demon inside with a smorgasbord of paranormal-inspired recipes with the first ever official Ghostbusters cookbook. This thing's officially licensed, and we've seen some of this stuff posted online already, some of the recipes she's been cooking up. And I mean, even as a vegan, i got to say this stuff looks pretty good. I'm, I'm kind of hoping I can pick this book up and make some vegan alternatives of this stuff. But it looks pretty cool. It's just awesome that we're getting more and more Ghostbusters books like this, like art books and like the Ecto manual, and now we're getting cookbooks. Like, you'd be able to populate your house with Ghostbusters books for every subject that one could need from cooking to building to pictures to everything it's, it's awesome that's 24.99 that's out later this year October 25th pre-orders right now amazon.co.uk 
Got some stuff to shout about over on Zavi as well. I was going to mention uh, Goza's Temple Door Ingot Key. But I was limited to 500 and that thing disappeared. The pre-order went up and people snapped those up within a, within a couple days. So those have gone already. But I am going to have one of those to give away. So if you missed out on the pre-order, once I've got that in hand, I'll be running a competition. I'll announce the details here on the pod and on my social media, Instagram at ExoCrank. And we'll give one of those awesome little ingot keys away because it's really, really cool with the Goza's Temple Door design on it. But one other thing that Xavi are offering, I know this is something that Ghostbusters here in the UK are going to be itching to get their hands on, is the Hasbro Ectoplasm Ghost Gushers mystery minifigures. I know when these things were first announced everyone in the uk was like what that's something we're not going to get and i've seen a few people have picked them up through great expense buying through ebay and a couple and a couple of ghost heads out in the u.s shipped to load over and try to combine postage for people but still like you were priced out a game on these if you weren't able to cover them shipping costs from the u.s so had so zavi right now offering the ghost gushes they're available for pre-order at the moment it's weird that they put stuff that's, that's been out for ages up for pre-order but it is over there right now you can pre-order the ghost gushes i'm assuming it's going to be like a mystery purchase you're not going to get to choose which one you get or anything like that you're just going to order four and they'll just grab four from a box and send them to you but they are now available in the uk currently priced at 4.99 each which isn't too bad like something like that you could easily charge a tenner for because we haven't been able to get hold of them so that's pretty good and don't forget when you're shopping on zavi to use my code ectocrank for up to 20 percent off everything you buy it doesn't include pre-orders or already discounted stuff but you can get up to 20 percent off and it's site-wide as well and it's, it's ghostbusters and i'm repping the ghostbusters merch but if you're in the market for something else on zavi my code should work across the site and that's not just here in the uk so jump on zavi trap yourself some goodness I'm going to get me some ghost gushers because like, I really like the, the stylized versions of these figures, like the little terror dogs. I want a couple of little terror dogs to go in my fridge. I know that's probably going to mean buying a load of these to try and luck out and get some terror dogs. Maybe we can get some swaps going. If everybody jumps on who wants to get these and they're going to buy two or three of these each, maybe we could set up like a network or something. We can we can swap. If you like, you get two two stay puffs and you're looking for a slimer and I've got a slimer, maybe we can swap out. That'd be a pretty good idea because I want two terror dogs to go inside my fridge. Anyone who's seen the picture I posted on Instagram on the inside of my fridge, I took the lithogram from the Diamond Select Ghostbusters line when we had the Temple of Goza and you got the, the little background lithogram I had two of them because I bought doubles of the figure for, for some reason that I can't think of right now. And I put one of them in the back of my fridge. So every time I open the fridge, I can see Goza's temple. So that's that's pretty cool. And I just, I've always wanted two terror dogs just to put in the fridge, like on the top shelf, just one either side of the, of the shelf. And, but you need something that's not going to that can sit in a fridge and isn't gonna like like the plastic is gonna get brittle or anything like that and these ghost guns just look like they're sort of a rubber type material so I just feel like and they're designed to have liquid running through them so I feel like I could te- get two of those really cool stylized terror dogs and just put them in my fridge so I'm gonna be trying to pick up a few of these from Zavi if you find yourself inundated with terror dogs if you buy a few of these and you've got more terror dogs than you need definitely give me a shout and I'll take a couple off your hands. So that's Ghost Gushers, $4.99 a piece, available on zavi.co.uk right now. Use my code ectocrank for up to 20% off. Speaking of UK merch sellers, rolls nicely into my first guest. He's got an Etsy store, he's an artist, he's a writer, he's a ghostbuster, and he's my good friend. Richie Crypt is up next on Print Is Dead. Hey Crank, this is Tony, aka at Proton Building over on Instagram. Just want to wish you guys all the best for the new podcast. Hope it goes well. Definitely got the tools and you've definitely got the talent. Can't wait to hear it. See you on the other side. Right now I am sitting here with artist, writer, creative, Ghostbuster Extraordinaire. It's my dude Richie Crypt. How you doing, sir? Doing alright, how are you? I'm good, man. Thank you for coming on the show. 
Thank you for having me. I didn't know if I wanted a guest for this first episode, and I went back and forth on it. When I finally decided that I did, there was honestly no one I wanted more to come on the show. There was no one higher on the list than you. You were one of the first people I spoke to in this community. You let me join your group, the Essex Ghostbusters. You've just always been so friendly and so welcoming. So having you as guest number one was a no-brainer. Well, thank you. Thank you. So let's start with that age-old question that every Ghostbuster asks another Ghostbuster when they meet for the first time. What's your first ever ghostbusting memory and do you remember seeing ghostbusters for the first time i do yes um i remember my parents renting it uh i remember them covering my eyes at slime they didn't cover my eyes at the librarian which was you know okay that's fine but slime no no but also there is another level to this because my first memories of ghostbusters aren't necessarily conscious ones okay because i'm born in 1985 my mum was pregnant in 1984. Ghostbusters, the song, was in the charts for a long time. It was, yeah. It did like and three weeks at number one. She vividly remembers like being pregnant. She was still working at WH Smith's at the time, dancing around the stockroom with her friends with sheets over their heads to the Ghostbusters <laughs> No thing. way. That's, that's awesome. And supposedly, oh, I was kicking away. And yeah, here we are now. That's amazing. A prenatal Ghostbuster. Ghostbusting before <laughs> you were even born. That's an awesome story. That's probably the favourite story I've ever heard. And we've talked about this before. I like don't have a first Ghostbusters memory. I, I don't remember seeing the film or the TV series or anything like that for the first time. I just I guess I was I was that young that I just don't have that first vivid memory. And it's just always been a part of my life. I definitely started with the cartoon. I think it was on it was a Saturday morning. Um, you know, like they used to do live and kicking or something. There was one called Motormouth, and that used to show the real Ghostbusters. And then I think I got so into it that my parents were like, we've got to let him watch the movie. I can even remember going to the video store, like the rental place, and, and to rent a video was like 40 quid. 40 back quid? In the day, I'm told. So like my parents were like, okay, this is, you know, you got to make this worth it. And I think I definitely have now. You've definitely earned that money back. That £40 investment was the, was the best money your parents ever spent. That's undoubtedly, undoubtedly earned that money back. <laughs> so why do you think Ghostbusters resonates with you so much? I think it resonates with me on a couple of levels. I've always been interested in horror and the supernatural. Right. Uh, ghosts, again, from very, very lo- young age. Yeah. Um, the ghost designs were so cool. So cool. That I just, just loved them instantly. Also, there's there's the whole, like, the Ghostbusters aren't doing what they're told. There's the whole rebellious aspect to it, which I, I personally, you know, I was in punk bands and such for a long, long time and very much all, all about rebellion and going against the system. So... I think there's that element to it as well. Ghostbusters definitely has an air of punk to it, just just doing what they want to do the way they want to do it. I, I can definitely see that, and that's almost certainly why it resonates with me as well. Ghostbusters is like somebody seeing something out of a horror movie and going, oh, Tuesday, what are we going uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, to like, get, get on oh, with it? Mondays. Yeah, and I, I like that element to it as well. So are you a ghost believer? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like same here, be. same here, same here. I'm, I'm exactly the same. I would love it to be real. Like, show me a ghost for real. Love yeah. it to be. But uh, agnostic about ghosts, I think, is how I've described myself in the past. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, show me. Show me those those folks and I will be very happy. But yeah, I feel like the world would kind of turn inside out if you could prove an afterlife. So maybe it's there and they just haven't told us for that reason. But. Can you imagine that? Just waking up one morning and I turn on the news and being like, oh yeah, ghosts, yeah, they're real. We've just uh, we've just been keeping that from you for the last 
however many well, hundred years. They did years. that with UFOs. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Like we we need to stop talking about this. We got to open up a cross trip or we'll have the FBI on the doorstep <laughs> or something. So let's talk about when you joined the fan community because you've been around for a long, long time in this thing now since like what early two thousands and nineties, whatever. And for someone like myself, that's crazy because I didn't know that the fan community existed until maybe around two thousand and nine, where I had a very brief and kind of a kind of negative experience with a, with a group oh, really? on on MySpace, and I was like, oh, there are other Ghostbusters fans like me. Oh, they're not, they're not very nice. I'm probably just gonna <laughs> I'm probably just gonna avoid this, and I just didn't think about it for a long time after that. It just wasn't something that was really on my radar until around 2016 when Answer Call came out and then the Ghostheads documentary and I saw that I was like oh yeah that was the thing wasn't it there are Ghostbusters fans on the internet so I'm going to jump on and and join that but obviously when you joined there wasn't any of that sort of stuff available so how did you get into the Ghostbusters community? So pretty much we had the internet in the 80s in my my family my dad was very much a techie and the moment that the internet stopped looking like teletext and you had like Netscape browser and that sort of thing. Yeah. The first thing I typed in was Ghostbusters. And it took me to Bill MCAL's Ghostbusters homepage, okay. which had a forum. And this would have been 1996, I wow, think. Wow, that's cool. I really annoyed my dad because I tried, because of course the internet, you couldn't use the phone at the time, so I couldn't spend long on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just tried to print it off. And you can't tell an 11-year-old that like you can't print off an entire internet forum, <laughs> which had a black background at the time as well. Ooh. It's white text on the black background. Ooh. So it's a lot of reams ink. of black pages coming out of this like 90s Epson printer. And hit the roof. <laughs> Dude, that's totally, that is 100% how i imagined you got into the ghostbusters community i was thinking about this this morning i was like i guarantee richie sat down in front of a computer for the first time loaded up a web browser and the absolute first thing he did was like oh this is the internet ghostbusters search literally so i'm so glad that the story i had in my head was actually how it happened because that's just amazing anything i could type ghostbusters into i did so even when it was like we were using the commodore 64 to get online you type in Ghostbusters and it would just give you like a, a synopsis of the movie and I'd be like, ah, now type Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> now type the real Ghostbusters. you got to do what you got to do to pass the time because so like we're, we're, what, we're talking the 90s so there probably wasn't a, a great deal of news coming out then except uh, except obviously Extreme Ghostbusters in 97. Yeah, no, Extreme Ghostbusters came out, everyone hated it. Oh, come everyone on. was very <laughs> angry about it. Would you include uh, yourself in that? No, I, I loved it. I was like, yes. I was I was telling people for years because I'd seen in a was it like a pamphlet or something about new new and up and coming toys and there was this line called Super Ghostbusters and I was like they're coming back guys and they're gonna be superheroes and people were like it'll never happen but then that of course ch- turned into um, Extreme Ghostbusters so I was like yes more Ghostbusters and I, I remember kids at school they were like oh you still play with action figures Ugh, you're like twelve now. It's like, yeah, still a child. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's it's cool now to have action figures and to be into all this kind of stuff. But it is back now, then, yeah. like, 12 years old, you weren't supposed to do that. It was not cool back then. No. Yeah, no, you definitely weren't. Uh, <laughs> and they reminded me a lot. But it was fine because I was on a forum and I had friends on there. So it didn't matter. That's awesome. That's really cool. I wish I'd, wish I'd been a part of that because, for me, Extreme Ghostbusters came around at the perfect time. Like, I think I was the perfect age for that show. And yeah. 
it's just everything about it. I sometimes feel like like they made that show for me because I was just at that age when I was figuring out what sort of music I liked and yes. figuring out my own clothes, clothing style and stuff. And I was like, I was leaning to more sort of alternative skater style of things. And yeah. Ghostbusters, Extreme Ghostbusters came along. I was like, oh, this is Ghostbusters, but it's kind of edgy Ghostbusters. And I'm 10, 11 years old, and I feel kind of edgy. And I think this is like this is really, really cool. And I just think it was like it was the perfect time for that sort of thing. Like '97 was the perfect time for the show to come out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What do you think about it? Uh, 97 you had like tony hawk's pro skater come out what a game and yeah everything like new metal was on the rise we were listening to spine shank and oh yes we were <laughs> lincoln park and yeah now all we really need is a full release of extreme ghostbusters because i think i've only ever seen it released in full on amazon and even then, that was that was a while back, and it and it wasn't cheap. Oh, it was like two quid an episode. Wasn't it was it? a bit more than that. I won't. I'm not. I won't get. I'm not going to get into just how much money <laughs> I spent on that series because I bought all forty episodes individually. But uh, it was one of those situations where I thought, I don't know when I'm if I'm ever going to get to own this whole series no. outside of doing it right here on Amazon. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna buy them now yeah. and nurse my wallet back to health yeah. later. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> how i've spent most of my life dealing with ghostbusters purchases it's like oh yeah no i can i can recover from that I'll, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah be fine gotta have it no. so let's just make it work <laughs> so let's switch gears and talk about essex ghostbusters when why what was the decision to step out and and start your own ghostbusters franchise well the essex ghostbusters was pretty much me and luke mcmanus we were and I don't want to speak for him, but we were just kind of like bored with what was happening in the group we were in at the time. We were both kind of into the same music, films, that sort of stuff. Of course, Ghostbusters is a big love. And we were, we were just like, let's let's get away from this drama and just go back to basics and just have a group where it's like people we know, friends, not have any of like the, the, the joining up process and that sort of stuff. We have to know you. Which some people, oh, that's a bit cliquey. It's like, well, is it? Because we're pretty friendly. We're not going to turn someone away. Oh yeah, totally. And no, no, I can vouch for that. I can sit here and vouch for that because I didn't know any of you before joining SXGB. I'd never met any of you before that uh, before that first event. But but by the end of that one, I felt like a, I felt like I'd known you guys for ages. You treat me like family. Well, yeah, you came to Paracon as well, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah. That was my first event. Yeah, that was. Was that your first one? My first with a group. Yeah. Oh wow, and that was a weird one as well. <laughs> yeah, it was a strange first event for. For me, yeah, yeah. Well, we got some cool photos in that barn, but it was definitely a weird yes, one. We did. I remember being quite nervous coming up on the train because I'd not, like, I knew you sort of vaguely on Instagram up to that point, but I'd never spoken to any of you really, never met any of you. And I'm sitting there, like, what if these guys, what if they, I was talking to my wife and she's like, what if, uh, what if you don't like any of these guys? I'm like, well, they're all already friends. Like, what if they don't <laughs> like me? Like, I'm the old one out here. There's like five, six of them. If, if they don't like me, I'm in for trouble because I've got to spend a whole day with these people. Also, I kind of feel like we were very out of place at that convention. <laughs> yeah, we did not belong there at they all. Were, they were legitimate ghost hunters and professionals in the field. There were celebrities from TV and movies there that uh, we I had no idea who they were, but lots of people did. I had less than zero idea. One of them wanted to get a photo with us. Yes, and everyone did, was like, he? Oh, he wants to get a photo with you. That's amazing. Aren't you, aren't you excited? And I was like, I don't know who he is. 
Uh, yes. Yeah, no, no, I don't want. No, I don't know who he is, and I don't want him to ask me if I believe in ghosts. <laughs> I don't want to have that I conversation. Really, I, just, I don't want to get kicked out of this convention because I don't believe in ghosts. I had that conversation a lot that day. I even tried to escape at one point and just kind of walk around the grounds, and then someone found me and was like, "So when did you see your first ghost?" And I was like, "Uh." Yeah, that was crazy. But but then I guess I mean we still get those questions now at every single event. There's you know there's always somebody coming up and being like. When was your first ghost? When did you see your first ghost? Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, is is that proton pack real? Is my favourite question. I'm never too sure how to respond to that one. I just kind of it depends who it is. If it's a if it's a grown adult, it's always like, a grown adult. Come on, now <laughs> he's never a kid. He's never a little kid. Is like is that proton pack real? It's always like a guy who's like older than me, and he looks at me he's like, so is that proton pack real or what? And I'm always like, wait, well, it's, it's kind of real. Like it's not real the way you think it is, but it but it is real. I wish it was real. They won't let me build one that works. Yeah, if they if they'll let me build a real like one, then then the I will. Yeah, I would be on my doorstep. Yeah, can you imagine? So, when did you build your proton pack? I remember seeing that at the at the first event I did with you guys a long time ago now, and you're like, she's getting pretty old then. So yeah. you must have built that thing a while ago. Tell us about how you built, how and when you built your proton pack. Oh, I must have made it. I actually found the price list where I priced everything up the other day. And it was it was clocking in all the parts were clocking in at under two hundred pounds, and I was like, "Wow, two hundred! <laughs> yeah, that's not happening these days." Wow, that would have been wow, probably two thousand six. I started building, and it did, like the first iteration was your standard like cake pan and bits and bobs you find around the house, and it just got slowly more and more refined. Uh, I got a Nicotron shell at one point. Or an Elite shell, actually, which was made uh, by Nicotron and the guys from the Elite Ghostbusters. And so I upgraded it from there, and it was vacuum-formed at one point, and Rooney's had it and done bits to it, and it's just, yeah, it's um, it's an old one. She's an oldie, but she's a goodie. I love your Proton Pack, and I love your style. Like, the first time we did an event, you had, like, the Proton Pack and just your Dickies Essex Ghostbusters jacket, and it was like, this is cool, this is how you do Ghostbusters. Like, you really did away with the uh, must-be-screen accurate format that, that all the groups I have spoken to up until that point before joining you guys were like, it's, it's got to be screen accurate if you want to join us. And I think, to be honest, I think we can we can say that the Essex Ghostbusters was probably, certainly on this side of the water, one of, if not the first group, to just completely do away with screen accurate as a, as a formality of joining the group. And you're just like, yeah. if you look like a Ghostbuster... You love Ghostbusters. Come and have some fun. I, th- I think a lot of the groups were kind of going off of what the 501st were doing, which is fine if you want to do that and that's how you have fun, by all means. But it's Ghostbusters. It's not. Yeah, like... yeah it's not. It's not serious. It doesn't have to be serious. If Ghostbusters was, le- if Ghostbusting was a legitimate business, there would be nobody going. You haven't got the right amount of belt fobs on. <laughs> you Go you back know, to the your office. Your uniform isn't. You are right. Thing. They would literally throw the gear at you, go put it on and get in the car because we've got 16 places to be tonight and you're going to get covered in all the, the gunk and slime and ectoplasm and stuff and uh, nobody's really going to care. So that's kind of how I came at it. I want, and plus, and as we're seeing with the new kids that are getting into it, everyone has their own sort of take on the uniform, which I think is really cool. The Spirits Unleashed, with the character customization and stuff that I've seen excellent yeah more of that no dude i couldn't i couldn't agree more i think you and i are very similar in this way in that we very much like to do things our own way yes not not because like you tell me to go left so i'm gonna go right like 
I'm going to go right because I want to because I want to go right, and it just so happens that more often than not, the thing I want to do isn't the thing that that everyone else wants to do. So I think I think you and I are, are very common in that way. Yes, definitely. And unfortunately, a lot of employers have seen that in me, uh, which is why I'm self-employed. Yes, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, sir. <laughs> So that, that rolls on really nicely. We're talking self-employed. Let's talk about art. Let's talk about you as an artist. When did you first know you wanted to be an artist? Um, pretty much as soon as I picked up a pencil or a crayon or whatever it was as a kid. And yeah, just again, Ghostbusters just flowed out of me. So do you do you have any of your early Ghostbusters drawings? Unfortunately, I don't. Oh, the, the only one I have is... It's literally all it says is Ghostbusters 2 because uh, I think like the promotional stuff was happening at the time. Yeah, yeah. And it's got Mario and Luigi as Ghostbusters. <laughs> no way. So you uh, so you invented Luigi's Mansion. That's it. They stole my idea. Damn you, Nintendo. <laughs> Damn you. Well, we definitely need to see that. Oh, you need to post that uh, that original piece up online after the show. But let's talk portraits. I think I think at this point you have drawn every single person and their husband, their wife, their brother, sister, mother, father, aunts, uncles, grandparents, and even their pets in this community. I think if you're in the Ghostbusters community, you've got a rich crypt print. So when did that start? I think I did it for Amy in uh, the SS Ghostbusters. I think I was just like, I've got an idea. Let me draw you as a Ghostbuster. And I did. I just put up on Instagram and then somebody else went, oh, I like that. Can you do that for me? And I went, yep. So how many, how many people do you think you've drawn to date? I think I've drawn nearly... Nearly 300 Wow, now? yeah. No, I can easily believe that because I feel like just recently you had posted like 180 drawings. And I yeah. swear like every day, every other day, there's one, two people who post online like, oh, I just had Richard Crip draw me as a, as a Ghostbuster. Yeah. I mean, every, I, I think everyone should have the ability to be a Ghostbuster. If it's like... <laughs> I, thought, if it's, I thought for a minute there you were going to say, I feel like everybody should have a Rich Crypt print in their collection. They should. They definitely they should. Go to my <laughs> shop. <laughs> like, I heard it. I was like, <laughs> thought that's where you were going. But it's awesome. What you do is awesome because it gives it gives everybody the opportunity to see themselves as a Ghostbuster. And uh, I love seeing these prints. Yeah, everyone should be able to be a Ghostbuster, be it 2D, 3D, spirit pack, 3D printed, whatever. And if I can help people on that track, and I don't charge a lot for it. No, you really don't. Like, considering how talented you are, you grossly undercharge for the service you offer. Yes, lots, lots and lots of people are very angry at me about that. <laughs> to which I say, oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Like, when I've had that, I've had that with my store. Like it's not it's not the people buying obviously, but other sellers saying like you charge you don't charge enough for stickers. Like if you charge ninety nine p for a sticker, I can't charge two ninety nine. It's like well you can you can charge whatever you want if that's what you feel is worth it. But I think we can all agree no matter where we live, no matter how much money we've got, everyone can agree that everything is too expensive. Yes, like everything costs too much money, and things aren't going to cost less money unless we all agree to charge a little bit less. Exactly. And and here's the thing, like yes, if you charge less money you then aren't going to earn as much money. But if the person you buy from also charges less money, then you're going to spend less money. So like that's where I come at it from. I just want to offer cheap products. And I think that's very much where you come at it from as well. And I, that's, I, really, I really respect that about you. Exactly. And with like shipping anyway, that's the thing that people will have a go at me about. It's, oh, your shipping's so expensive. I don't set that. Yeah, and I definitely don't profit from that. Like I've had people ask me like, your shipping's too high. How much profit are you making off that? Like, and not only do I not make profit off of my shipping, more often than not, I make a couple pence loss. But you, you often see other shops just be like, oh, free shipping, but like the sticker is 15 quid. Like, mm, it's not really free, is it? You yeah, is that cost. shipping free? But what can you do? It's, it's 
business in 2022. That's very, very true, my friend. So let's get back on topic. Drawing Ghostbusters, do you ever get bored because you say you've done 300 portraits and I've known you've done comic books, you do other art prints and you did one for ExoCon. Do you ever get bored of drawing Ghostbusters and be like, oh, I wish I could draw something else? Sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, oh. And then someone will come along and be like, hey, do you want to draw some Ninja Turtles? And I'm like, yeah, sure, that'll be different. And then I start and I'm like, oh, I wish I was drawing Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, I wish I could put a fly suit on Leo. Yeah, I think it's kind of like, because I've, I've had like comics jobs and that sort of stuff. And comics are a nightmare. If, if art is running, then comics are triathlon. And it, it's, it's a completely different game. It's no longer like drawing for fun. Yeah. It's, you know... A page a day. At that point, it's work. Every day for a month if you're doing a, a comic that's going to print. And oh, I just hate it. And that's one of the reasons I started doing the Ghostbusters comic. Because then it's like, well, I can do this for me now. So who inspires you, like, art-wise? Like, who do you look at for inspiration when creating like, portraits, comics, or whatever it might be? So, I feel, unfortunately, I feel like Rolf Harris played a a big hand in the early part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he kind of, like... I mean, he did that little documentary where they went around the real Ghostbusters studios as well, which I saw as a kid. And I was kind of like, this people could do this for a living? This is like a job? Okay, cool. I'm in. And then after that, he had the art attack stuff, which I know people kind of look at it and go, that's kid stuff. But for kids, like especially a kid like me, I was like, okay... These are very basic tools you're teaching me that I can put to work elsewhere. And, and people downplay Neil Buchanan's contributions, but artists walking around today are only walking around today as artists because of Art Attack and yeah. because of Neil Buchanan. Oh, and if you look at any art channel on YouTube, it's just Art Attack. Um, and then, I, of course, anybody who touched the Marvel UK Ghostbusters comics, I, I adored... Uh, sadly, I've not been able to meet any of them. I was just going to ask, have you have you met any uh, of them? I haven't. I don't know what I would say because, like, part of me would be like, "Thank you so much for putting me on this path and making me an artist," and another part of me would be trying to strangle them because they put me on this path and made me an artist. It's like, why did you do this? To me? <laughs> why have you Why have you done this to me? So I met I've met I met Phil Elliott. He's done a few invasions actually, and I met martin griffiths because we haven't we had him at uh, exocon and yeah i don't really know what to say to either of them because i mean when i'm not an artist like i would never would never call myself an artist I'm a, I'm a i am what my business card says an occasional creative so i didn't come at it from that perspective i was like i was just like a just a fan been like oh it's it's so cool to meet you and uh the, the meeting meeting mine was a bit different because it was sort of convention and we talked a bit beforehand actually meeting but meeting phil elliott was was awkward because it was at an invasion and he was doing commissions like there on the spot like you threw something at him and he'll draw you a portrait and i wanted uh i didn't really know what i just wanted to meet him i didn't know what to get so he's like well, it's for charity so we need to get we need to get a print what do you want and i was like uh maybe maybe you could do maybe slimer as um as the incredible hulk <laughs> and he looks at me dead face he goes those are both green <laughs> I, know, I don't know what i don't know what i was like he's like okay well let, let's do it so he starts drawing the slimer and slimer's got a load of big muscles he's got a six-pack and he moves down he draws like the ripped hog jeans and he looks at me again he goes slimer doesn't have any legs <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what, have I, what have i done what have i chosen here so i've got this 
have got this Phil Elliott, real Ghostbusters eyes, Phil Elliott original piece of a, a Slimer, incredible Hulk wearing these <laughs> ripped jeans with no legs. And people do that to me when I do conventions. Not that I've done one for a long time because, you know, the world stopped. But, um, yeah, I get weird people always. Very rarely do they want Ghostbusters, though. I had somebody who was like, can you draw me the cast of Pretty Little Liars? And I'm like, these are five power sketches, sir. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why are you doing so what's this to the me? weirdest thing that you've done? What's the weirdest thing you've been asked to draw? Um, okay, so not at a convention, but somebody approached me to do a, a werewolf transformation adult comic. Okay, and I was like, no, oh, I'm not. I'm not really. I don't really do that. And they were like, I mean, what, what are we talking here? Like a like a full series or just like a one shot? He wanted me to just do a one shot. I was like, it's not really my thing. No, I don't really draw a lot of erotic art. And he was basically like, I've got £1,700. Like, yes, sir. 17, yeah, sign me up. How, where, where how do sexy start? do you want this werewolf to be? <laughs> and so and so you so you did it, presumably. You accepted the job. I did it. I did some... And there was a lot of feet and unsavoury stuff. And I just disappeared into his private collection. Yes, it did. And I burnt that hard drive. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> the that hard drive that computer is gone wow you really threw me with that one i thought it was almost certainly going to be something ghostbusters related but you really took it took it out of left field with that one i mean i, I have I, I get a lot of people who are like oh i'd like my, my mum just died can you draw me busting my mum no that, yeah and i'm like that's weird wow <laughs> okay okay uh... i don't post those ones <laughs> wow could you imagine yeah like Here's somebody's dead mum getting sucked up into a ghost trap. This is what I drew today. <laughs> this community, this world will, will never cease to uh, cease to amaze me. So, uh, so let's let's talk comic books. Let's talk about your new comic book. So something strange is me. Basically, it started off as like a joke, and I just had an idea of like, what if you were a Ghostbuster, as we are, you get asked these silly questions all the time, and everyone wants to tell you a story about how they saw a ghost. And that sort of stuff. What would that be like for Winston in his first week of the job? So I did a comic of Winston. He's at like a, he's at the Seinfeld cafe and John Candy's there in the background. And, you know, I just filled it as, with as many sort of like references to friends and family and that sort of stuff as I did. Because my friend Cesar is a Twitch streamer and she does, used to do a weekly art challenge. And one of them was like, draw a comic in a week. So I was like, okay, I'll do this little cute winston comic which then turned into like seven pages because it kept growing and then peter turned up and then this ghost was possessing john candy and there was this law about how a girl that had worked at the diner before had been part of the shandorian cult and had poisoned people and then when the police came to get her she killed herself in the cafe and now her caf her ghost haunts the cafe and then winston's kind of stumbled on it and it was just kind of like this thing that just ideas just kept coming it is really really good and and uh, thank you shouts to you thank you for sending me like the physical first issue of that it was was really really cool yeah no worries so is this something that you'd intended to be a series i know like you said you just sort of, when you started it was just a just a one-off idea and then it sort of grew but like like are you now looking at doing this as a full-time series yep five pages a month from the patreon and yeah i'm doing like yearly yearly compilations of them now um and they're getting better and better in my opinion so they're probably slightly better than the last one so tell us a bit more about the patreon you alluded to it there you get the comic books with your patreon but what else are you offering people 
So on the Patreon, you get the comic book, you get behind the scenes stuff. So recently we did, we just did the Amityville horror crossover and there was of course giant ghost at the end. And you get to see like the breakdown of how I designed the ghost. Awesome. Um, that's all on there. So any sketches and doodles I do throughout the day, like if I'm on a phone call, I'll do a doodle. Like I did one of a demon girl the other day and threw that up on there. Anything really. Uh, you get animated walkthroughs of like commissions. Uh, I do like when the next comic comes out, as I did for the last one, there will be like a director's commentary where me and the, my editor Amy go through and we sort of got take it page by page and be like, this is, I did this, I was going to do this, you know. That's really cool. Like that's, that's really cool because you're giving a sort of behind the scenes look, a cradle to the grave in-depth look at the creative process that you're not getting from a, like a marvel or an idw or something like that that's really really cool yeah and of course like it's open i'll answer any questions people have it's not expensive you pretty much get everything for a dollar a month wow that's that's awesome just one dollar just a dollar that's what it starts at um if you want to get like physical t-shirts and that sort of stuff i do a t-shirt a year that's exclusive to the patreon nice and you know lots of other stuff uh, there's a tier where when you sign up you get every physical comic I've made does that include the Richie Crypt spirit guide uh, unfortunately the spirit guide I did sold out and pretty much I need to make more money to put it back into print so like not just the Ghostbusters stuff you get all like the Ninja t- um, Ninja Ojo comics I did and do you think the, uh, the the spirit guide just go back to that for a second do you think that's something you'll add to or is that like that's a completed work that's done I'm not, not going to do any more to that one I would like to because, you know, the, the paranormal is a big part of my life, um, which is very strange to say out loud. Yeah, I, I would, you know, I've been looking into ghosts and weird stuff for a long time. So it'd be nice to have like a little compendium of all the stuff I found, all the different types of vampires and Bigfoots and that sort of stuff from around the world. Because every country has its own myth about every different ghost and monster. Scotland's got a lot of heritage, like a lot of like, mystical, like ghostly stuff. Like you could do an entire book just on uh, Scotland's ghosts and ghouls. Yeah, Scotland's got some weird ones as well, like the Knuckle of E. Yeah. Also, that brings me to something that I'm desperately trying to get my hands off. And then if anyone has it, please let me know. But the, the absolutely insane... Dan Aykroyd original story for Ghostbusters 2. Yes. Where they end up taking a fairy tunnel to Scotland and fighting Vigo in a castle. Yeah, yeah, that one. Because he's kidnapped Dana. Um, please let me know if you have that because I'd love to turn that into a comic. Yeah, 100%. If you've got any leads on that, let him know. Let him get a hold of that so I can get a hold of that. I need more GB2 in my life. I've, I've, I've actually thought about because there's so many different versions of Ghostbusters 2. And I love Ghostbusters 2. So much. There's, so there's much. sort of like the predominant one where Janosch is more like a Dorian Gray type character and all his power is in the painting and he's actually Vigo. And yeah, I'd, I'd like to do that eventually. Just do the, the Richie Crypt cut of, of Ghostbusters 2. Well, I, I want that. Nay, nay, I need that. I need the Richie Crypt director's cut of Ghostbusters 2 in my life and I need it yesterday. So let's move this along. Let's talk about Afterlife, because I don't think you and I have had an Afterlife discussion since it was released, which is criminal, considering how long it's been out. But what are your thoughts on Afterlife? I, I really... It took a while, because I, I rented a cinema to watch Afterlife, because I was like, I'm not having anyone ruin this for me. Yeah, you did, didn't you? What was that like, having the cinema to yourself? That was amazing. Just have, like, friends and family there. Yeah, it was great. They they were very confused. 
because I think they were expecting a much larger party of people. And then it was just like five of us. And they were like, is this it? And I was like, yep, thank you very much. Just straight balling into the cinema. It's just me <laughs> and four mates here to watch Ghostbusters. What of it? It was a very strange experience the first time watching it because the whole opening scene where it's like, do I really want to see my hero be killed slash kill himself? yeah yeah like that was kind of a shocking jarring thing to go in and i was kind of in shock after that yeah yeah it was a difficult one to watch for sure there there were a few things that uh, at first i was like oh i'm not too sure like the the ghost egon at the end i was kind of a bit like oh i don't know if i like that that's a bit crass and then i saw that um violet ramis still was fine with it and was like very happy about it and so i was like well if, if she's got no reason to be upset about it then neither have i yeah yeah let's see i'm conflicted because uh, like i was always very vocal from the very beginning i don't want to see ghost egon i don't want to see them kill off egon i don't want to, i don't want any of that and and they did it as i as i knew they would and i think they did it I think they did it quite well, or certainly on screen they did it quite well. Yes. But there is the question of should they have done it? Was it was it in good taste? And you know, but then when you hear like how Ramos's daughter is completely fine with it, you're like, well, that kind of takes the takes the wind out of my sails for being like this isn't right. They shouldn't have done this. But yeah. at the same time, I still I'm kind of like for me personally, I don't I just don't know. You know, what I mean, I just don't know. Yeah, that was that was like specifically the one thing I did not want to see i did not want to see ghost egon i didn't want to show him showing up as like a slimer type thing i didn't want him to be muncher there were rumors that he was gonna be possessing the the rtv and it was gonna move like a dog all that sort of stuff and i was like i don't want egon to be a dog trap yeah like yeah no, i definitely don't want that i can tolerate him as a ghost but not as like a dog ghost trap <laughs> yeah i'll be a bit upset might have to do a comic of my own version but um and subsequent watches, I'm fine with it. You know, what else could they have done, really? I feel like it's a nice end cap to Egon's Egon's story, although I feel like future installments are going to very much follow the Spangler family. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, I think for us, and as, because as Ghostbusters fans, I think the issue and why it can be so volatile talking about Egon is because it's not just one character. Like, I think... And maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm being presumptive, but I think Violet Ramis looked at it very much as her dad, and so she was okay with with it because it was from her dad. I don't know, and again, I could be completely wrong, but I don't know that she's she's probably not the level of Ghostbuster fan that, that say, you and I are. And I think we look at it from two perspectives and very much look at the situation as two different people. Yeah. So it's not just how have they handled Harold Ramis's legacy, it's how did they handle Egon's legacy. Because they're two very different people. Harold Ramis is very different to Egon Spengler, and I've got love for both of them. So when you do something with either one of them, it triggers an emotional response for from the love I have for both Harold and Egon. Yeah, very much. Because like Harold Ramis has been a, an icon to me since I was a child. You know, at first he was Egon. And then, you know, he was like the guy who wrote for the National Lampoon. And then he was the guy who did Caddyshack. Got me interested in directing and all kinds of stuff. And it was just kind of very very hard to to pass the first uh, the first couple of times. But also, like turning to look at my family during that scene and seeing them all in tears it was just kind of like, okay well it's obviously hitting 
maybe I'm the the, one, the odd one out. No, I was right there with you, dude. Like I was at the UK premiere and I came out of that screening surrounded by Ghostbusters, teary-eyed, bloodshot eyes, and just looking at me like, "Well, you didn't cry. Why? Why weren't you crying?" It's like I just, I don't, I don't cry. And I'm like, yeah, but did you see it? Like, what are you, some kind of monster? Why didn't you cry? <laughs> it's like I don't know. I, I just, I just, I don't. Like, I'm just not. I'm not a crier. And you know, internally, I'm like, I'm not sure how I feel about this. So. I just yeah but i don't know that it'll ever 100 percent sit right with me but but this is the world we're in and and this is what's this is what's going to be happening with ghostbusters going forward and so i guess on that topic going forward ghostbusters ghostbusters afterlife will you start including the afterlife canon the afterlife mythos in your work in your comic books as you go forward it's something i've thought about i've made references it to references to it already Purely because I, it's part of the canon now, and there's there's stuff about Ecto One that's in there, and you know, it, it, I, I love the Gunner Seat. Yeah, the Gunner Seat was rad. Cool. The RTV, I feel like, is something that that's that's a no-brainer, isn't it? Really, a mobile trap. Oh, the RTV, uh, I love it. Like, like my favorite bit of Ghostbusters kit is the trap, and I've always loved remote control cars. And the RTV is the single coolest thing I think I've, I've ever seen. And I want one so badly. I'm just not talented enough to build one. I need somebody. If someone's listening, please, somebody help me. Help me acquire an RTV. Ben, Edie, if you're listening, please send us RTVs. They don't even need to work. It doesn't need to work. Like, I just want to sit on my living room floor like a five-year-old and just, <laughs> like, just push it along the floor like a toy car. Like, it doesn't need to work yeah. or anything. I'll trade you my Proton Pack for an RTV right now, but, but let's stop talking about me. It's not about me. Let's talk 2024, 40th anniversary of Ghostbusters. What have you got planned for 2024? Anything you can talk to us about? You got any any uh, comic books coming out? You got any more merchandise? I know you do things like dice. I, I need to get a set of your Ghostbusters dice. Well, I haven't actually had had a chance to do dice and figures at the moment because the comics have been so successful um they've kind of taken off and they've they take up a majority of my time because that's what everyone wants but I, I would love to be able to do some more dice and figures and to do some more 3d 3d sculpting and that sort of stuff i mean the guys over at crypt kicker is it crypt kicker toys now uh yeah crypt uh, crypt crypt keepers crypt creepers i don't know man whenever i whenever i hear the word crypt i just immediately immediately think of you yeah, I get a lot of people think that I'm part of it, and I'm like, no, that's not me. <laughs> I wish. But I think that I think that speaks to your impact on the community. I think that speaks to how much you have impacted the Ghostbusters community over the years. That no matter what context people hear the word crypt in, they instantly think of you. Because I like I know for years, and I love it. I love Tales of the Crypt. I'm a massive Tales of the Crypt fan, but. Even now, when I hear the word crypt, or if I see the word crypt written in, in any context, I immediately think of you. And I think that speaks to your impact on this community and your legacy in the community as as a pillar of this community. Now, that's a phrase that's thrown around a lot. A lot of people get called a pillar of the community. I have been called a pillar of the community, and I am not. I am, I am at best, a, a face of this community. But people like yourself who have been here for a long, long time, who have been doing this for a long, long time, and you do it without ego, you do it without putting your face everywhere, you do it without without making it about you, it's just always about what can I do for other people, what can I do for the community, how can I help people enjoy Ghostbusters as much as, as I enjoy it, and, and that's what that's what makes a, a pillar, I feel, in a community, is someone like yourself who's just all about doing it for for everyone else and i i can't respect you enough i really can't i got nothing but love for you well well thank you but um at the end of the day it's all come down to the stuff that 
Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reitman and Hal Ramis wrote. That's what I try and always uplift. Because like anytime I try and design a ghost, I'm always looking at what boss boss films and the special effects that they were doing and sort of like the Bernie Wrights and concepts and that sort of stuff. I always try and harken back to those because that's what it's about at the end of the day. It's about this movie that we all love. So I feel like to, to kind of take that and make it mine, which a lot of people accuse me of doing uh, with the comics, I guess I kind of do. Yeah, see, see, I probably I wouldn't agree with that. I don't think uh, I think that I think they're wrong. You've not tried to take Ghostbusters and and make it yours. I I don't feel. I feel like you just you just want to share the way you enjoy Ghostbusters with other people because uh, that's what I do. Like, occasionally I get accused of doing Ghostbusters wrong, but you can't do it wrong. You do it. You, you're doing it your way isn't saying this is how it's done. You're just like this is how I do it. This is how I enjoy it. This is how this is how I live in the world of of ghostbusters and be a ghostbusters fan the way i want to come at it is like especially with the comic it's the stuff you don't see that happens in the movie we see them come back from busts and they're tired and they've been awake for four days and you know you've got two more free repeaters and all this sort of stuff and like, what does that even mean and i kind of want to like shine the light on that and be like what happened there what was that you know and that's why in the comic there's a lot of deleted scenes i finally got to do a lewis tully deleted scene in this one that's coming out very excited i've wanted to do that for a long time yeah just kind of like strengthen what's already there you know fill in those gaps i feel like the franchise ghostbusters kind of has a tendency to go for a big band per movie I don't think we're ever going to see a, a day in the life ghostbusters movie because it would probably be boring but that's kind of what i want the comic to be sort of like short stories that you can read and go oh that was one bust you know they got paid for that one they didn't get paid for that one how does the financial system work for the ghostbusters what's the insurance like you know i'm, I'm writing one at the moment which is literally somebody watching a tv report like a 60 minutes new york tv report explaining away the stay puff marshmallow man incident and there's talking heads you get to see dean yeager you get to see egon spangler doing his best like it was aliens you know but it was ghosts type things and sort of like really what you would see in that world that the camera on a, on a movie set won't show you that's what I want to show. Those are the questions that, that people ask when you watch Ghostbusters with your mates, when you watch it with your family, whatever. Those are the questions you ask. I, I feel like you've taken like couch or like pub conversations and turned it into a comic book, and that's awesome. That's the most fun for me. Because, like, don't get me wrong, I love the movies. I love seeing them going up against the big enemy every movie and it having a, a massive climax and fight scene and everything like that. But I also want to see them deal with mrs mckinty's ghost problem which is spectral rats living in her kitchen which is exactly what a lot of ghostbusters is going to be it's not always going to be about saving the world they're they're glorified pest controllers they're glorified exterminators at the end of the day yeah or or you know they are, there's a noise in the attic what's a call out fee what's an investigation fee how does that work i did i originally wanted it to be a game but I, I did try learning how to code video games. It's impossible for me. My brain cannot focus for that period of time. So if you want, if you make games and you want to make a Ghostbusters game with me about boring jobs, get in touch. Yeah, definitely, definitely get in touch because you've got, you've got, a, I think you've got the perfect mindset for a game like that. And I think you could make a really fun Ghostbusting experience for us. Really really nerdy really in-depth ghostbusters fans but let's talk about let's talk about games you you mentioned game there let's talk about the biggest news in the community right now ghostbusters spirits unleashed are you looking forward to this game are we going to get to play this game together yes 
I am planning on getting a whole new computer because this thing, my beloved Ecto-1 looking computer is is reaching the end of its life. It needs an upgrade, very much so. Awesome. And I'm going to ask you, you want to found it's going to ask you, can we set up an Essex Ghostbusters team for this thing? Yes. Oh no, definitely. We've already got it. I've got a Discord set up and everything. Oh, awesome. And and like with these custom colorways for the flight suits and stuff like that, I'm really hoping that we can we can form an Essex Ghostbusters team and we can rock the black flight suits. Well, I was thinking some of the Scotland groups are already saying they want they're going to stream it, and I would love to stream it. And if I get a new computer that can let me do that, I will. But I was also thinking, what if we did some kind of competitive charity event where you know we get a Scottish ghost and an Essex ghost for them and we you know see who can catch as many ghosts in a set period of time and how much money we can raise something like that yeah yeah that's that sounds really cool yeah i'm definitely definitely in for that like if we can it's going to be awesome to bring everyone together just to hang out and like bus ghosts or be ghosts or stuff like that but if we could if we could just stream it and we could do something a bit more with it maybe yeah, a bit of friendly competition maybe we could have some giveaways maybe we could raise some money for charity like yeah definitely if you're listening and you're interested in that idea let's start making connections and maybe maybe we need to start like a, a group on social media and we can start talking about this and making that happen because i'm all over that idea really really excited about this game I, I can't wait for this one to drop and, and i don't know about you but like i'm not a massive gamer nowadays no yeah same here 100 percent it's at a point that to play Spirits Unleashed, I'm going to need to, like yourself, I'm going to need to get a console I can actually play it on because people have already been asking me, like, what's your, what's your app, what's your gamer tag, so we can so we can play Spirits Unleashed. And like, ah, I've got a PS3. Like, that's the latest console I've got. Like, I had a PS4, I bought it, and I played, like, Spider-Man and stuff like that when it came out, but I just wasn't getting the use out of it, so I, uh, so I sold it. And it's like, I'm just not really that interested in gaming. I haven't really been for a while. But this, because this is so much more than a video game, like I'm really looking forward to this one. And I'm definitely, I need to pick up a PS4 so I can play this. Yeah. And if, I, if I'm if i playing a game, I want to play it with my friends because then that can count as socializing. Which is something we all desperately need to be doing more of. We need to all spend more time together. That's something I really miss since they closed the, the 09 Ghostbusters servers down. Ghostbusters news, back in the day, in 2009-ish, they used to do the Knights of Slime where everyone would, like, hundreds and hundreds of people, I remember, coming together. We'd all get on the Ghostbusters 2009 multiplayer, and we would just sit there all night to just talk and bust ghosts, and it was amazing. You could farm Stay Puffed, because he would just keep putting out little marshmallows until you shot him in the face, and you just never shoot him. So we'd all stand on the rooftop, busting these little ghosts, and just talking about everything Ghostbusters. And it was so much fun. Yeah, we definitely need a, re- a return to that, 100%. So talking about Ghostbusters Unleashed and talking about the sort of oddball thoughts of Ghostbusters fans that you are now making a career off of, I feel like you're the perfect person to ask this question. Now, when you play Spirits Unleashed as a ghost, when sliming people, you, you're you going to have to take time to recharge between each one. You can't just run around sliming people, sliming people, sliming people. You have to take a minute to recharge. So let's take that gameplay mechanic and put it into the, to the world of Ghostbusters. Do you think in the first movie the slimer when he slimed venkman he that made him tired like that sucked out sucked out some of his energy yes and so he went from slightly he went through venkman then he went through the wall then he went down into the ballroom do you think that that tired him out or do you think he just has an unlimited amount of slime to give i think so i definitely think so because originally slimer is a mist in i think in the script he's a mist that's moving around via the air ducts he's not able to move through walls or anything yet and then sort of like he gets into the hotel and sort of like the pk levels pick up and then he can sort of like make this form and then he slimes the guy in the bathroom uh, the honeymooners so 
I think so because then next time you see him, he's in the he's in the banquet room and he's like eating and he's he's panting away. I definitely think you know your psychokinetic energy would drop. Yeah, yeah. Because you say like he's lying, Venkman. He goes through that wall into the corridor. You know he's got to go through at least a few more walls. Then he goes down through the floor, through the ceiling, into the ballroom. And yeah, like he's throwing back all that food and like desperately trying to trying to build up his energy again. And somebody said to me the other day, they're like, well, if it weren't for all of that, maybe the guys wouldn't have been able to catch him because it was their first pass. They didn't really know what they were doing and they caught him fairly easily. So it's an interesting one to think on for sure like Slimer they caught him because he was because he was tired like I, I like I love conversations like that we're definitely gonna have more of those sorts of chats on the podcast the way I the way I talk about it in the comic is that each ghost has an ectoplasm has a static ionization rate which is what the beams can attune to they can tether to that everything else is excess energy which needs to be burnt off before the the tr- streams can tether to it and then they get sucked up into the trap, which is like a big capacitor energy stored there. You put it in the containment unit. So yeah, pretty much there's that excess psychokinetic energy around that that ionization rate, which needs to be burnt off. That's how I do it. I don't know if Dan Aykroyd would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. If anyone if if anyone knows the science behind it, it's going to be uh, Mr. Dan Aykroyd, Doctor Raven Stance. But it's just an interesting idea, and like you say him like throwing back that food as like a desperate attempt to to recharge his energy. I just I love the idea. Yeah, because he doesn't know that, like, you know, it, that doesn't work for him. It just goes through him. I knew you were the guy to talk to. I knew you were the person to, to posit this question to because I just I knew you'd have a fascinating <laughs> answer. I also feel like it's a great gameplay mechanic because it forces you to hide. Yeah, yeah. It's going to force it's going to force people to come up with a strategy rather than just running around sliming everybody all the time. Yeah, you, you can't be offensive as a ghost all the time. You need to hide. And people are like, oh, it's going to be like prop hunt. Like, okay, I don't know if you've seen any of the animations when objects, but like when you're in a bin bag, it does like a cute little walk and all that sort of stuff. If I see a bin bag doing a cute little walk, I know that's not going to be, that's not prop hunt. That's something different. Oh, oh, 100%. And like, I can't, I can't wait for this. And I know I asked if we could set up an Eskis Ghostbuster group so we can bust some ghosts, but you're going to be hard pressed to try and get me to be a Ghostbuster because I cannot wait to be a ghost. We've been playing Ghostbusters games since I was a child, and you're always the Ghostbuster. Yeah. And this time, it's a opportunity to be a ghost, and I, that's the one thing that's really piqued my interest with this. Is I, I can't wait to be a ghost. I want to be Slimer. I kind of feel like you could be a lot more sneaky and have a bit more fun as a ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a whole other element. Because they have all these like the, the fact that you can make other things float to me is like a fantastic red herring. I want to do that. <laughs> It's going to be so much fun. This community has needed something to to bring it together on a regular basis for a long time, and this I think this is going to be it. I really think this is going to bring people together, and I I I keep saying it. I can't wait for this thing to come out. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. It's it's you know there there are a few moments where we all get to come together as one and have fun. So yeah, bring it on. Speaking of Ghostbusters games, have you played the? the ghostbusters the mega drive version that's recently come out with the with the playable winston like finally we get to play as winston have you had a chance to play that yet not yet i, I i've done my yearly playthrough of the mega drive game already this year so look at you out here just casually completing ghostbusters on a mega drive on a yearly basis I, it's gotten to that point now that samurai helmet at the end does nothing for me anymore just take it down that's crazy like i still speak to people today and they're like crank i'm 39 and i've still not finished that game yeah i, I don't think i'd be until my 30s but now 
No problem. No problem. <laughs> Listen to the man. No problem. I definitely was in my thirties, well into my thirties before I completed it for the first time. No problem. What a legend. Look, I think we're gonna we're gonna leave it there. Tell people where they can get you on social media. Where are you at online? So Richie Crypt on Facebook. Richie Crypt on Twitter, Richard Crypt on Instagram, because somebody stole my name. I was going to say, you're just feeling formal with that one. (laughs) And uh, what Um, about your Patreon? Richie Crypt on Patreon as well. Awesome. Dude, it's been so much fun. It's been so much. It's been an honor having you on the the show. Thank you for coming on and being my first guest, first ever episode. It's been awesome talking to you. We're definitely going to get you on here again in the future. No problem. Thank you for having me. Huge shout out to my dude, Richie Crypt. Check him out online support that dude he is a pillar like i said a pillar of the ghostbusters community thank you rich for being a part of the first ever episode of print is dead and thank you to each and every one of you who tuned into this show i'm gonna be back in two weeks with episode two i hope you will join me then like i said at the top of the show this is a community focused show so if you have got an event you have got a merch release you have got anything coming up there's Ghostbusters that you need the signal boosted. Send me the details. Info at ectocrank.com. I don't care if you're in the UK. I don't care if you're in, in Germany, in France, in China, America, Canada, wherever you are in the world. If you are doing something Ghostbusters, I want to hear about it. Like I said, we are better when we work together. We can get more done when we support each other. And that's what this show is going to be about. I don't care what your favorite Ghostbusters movie is. I don't care what your favorite Ghostbusters comic book is. I don't care who your favorite Ghostbuster is. If you love Ghostbusters, I love you. If you love Ghostbusters, this show loves you. I want to hear from you. So hit me up, info at ectocrank.com. Thank you so much again to each and every one of you who tuned into the first ever episode of Print is Dead. If you enjoyed this show, let me know on social media, Instagram at Print is Dead Podcast, Instagram at EctoCrank, or to keep up with all things Ecto Events, check me out Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ecto Events. Until next time, this has been Print is Dead. I have been EctoCrank, and I will see you on the other side. Well, that wasn't such a chore, now, was it?